Welcome to Right Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. Welcome to The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen, Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to my returning guest co-host and contributor today, Reggie B., or rather, Reggie Broach. She is the author of The Hot Off the Press, Birth of a Defender. Now, this is part of a long-running series that she has, and I had the pleasure of reading the book before this one, and now we get to showcase the next book coming out after that one, I think, or is it the other one? We'll get it together when I bring Reggie on board. I can't wait to tell you all about it in just a few moments. To get your copy of Birth of the Defender, simply go to Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. You will not be disappointed. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years, and as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash right stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click on that pink subscribe button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest co-host today, Reggie B. Reggie, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? I am fine. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be here with me again. The last time we talked, I had read your book. I can't remember the name, and that's only because I'm so excited to talk about this book. But the last book we had on your show, I really did enjoy it. I think I called and talked to you about it and just gave you some insights into it. But I may have it all wrong, Reggie, so go ahead, correct me where I got it wrong. My first book that we talked about was The Mission. You have helped me with another book since then, but I haven't published that one yet. But this one is, um, it's my seventh book, but to be published, but it's not the seventh in the series. This is a prequel, which comes 30 years before book one. That's what it is. So just to let you guys know, Reggie B and I, we talk outside of Facebook. And so she has 11 books written, but only a few of them published because she's publishing them very deliberately and at her time. And so that's why I'm having a hard time getting which one is this, this one or that one. But yeah. So I'm really excited to showcase this new one coming out called Birth of the Defender. And it's part of this world that Reggie has built. And I'm really excited to have our listeners delve into it. And we will in just a few moments. But before I do that, Reggie, go ahead and reacquaint yourself or rather reacquaint our listeners with yourself today. Well, I am actually a NICU nurse for my full-time day job. I have some history in the uh, Civil Air Patrol, which is where I get some of the military protocols and things that I use in my books. I've been a emergency services officer and a safety officer and a squadron commander in, in the Civil Air Patrol. And I started praying at one point when the kids started growing up and leaving the house because my kids were everything. And I started seeing empty nest syndrome looming and I'm like, oh no, what am I going to do? So I started praying and 
God brought me back to a back to writing, which is what I went to college initially after high school to do, and then never did until a few years ago. Since I started writing about 10 or 12 years ago, I've cranked out actually writing, though not publishing, about 12 books now, or 13. Yeah, 13. It's quite possible to lose count when you're constantly producing, and all of those books have not yet been published, but you are very deliberate in what you put out in the world. So you want to make sure that the book is really good. It's well edited, that the plot makes sense, the action makes sense, all that good stuff. And so what our listeners may or may not know, I have been developing my granny's pen name and granny's pen name is going to be Parker Payne, but I usually write romance. I don't write sci-fi. And so Reggie and her husband, Ron, have been helping me um, offline to get my thoughts together. And I admit it's rather daunting, but it's okay to use the other side of your brain for different genres. And so I'm really excited and really grateful for their help. So it was nothing for me to want to showcase the next book in her series. But we should let the listeners know about the series itself, who it follows, what the world building is like, what space is like, things of that nature, Reggie. So go ahead, just let our listeners know more about this universe you've created. Well, I have a galaxy that is not Earth-based. The Commonwealth, which is a group of leaders from various planets that are space-worthy planets. They work together to share their resources and supposedly be really nice and cordial to each other. It's ultimately governed by the Supreme Executor, Luciano Hale. Now, there's a lot of, this is speculative fiction, so it answers the question, how might God have handled the salvation of mankind if he was spread across an entire galaxy? My main character was Captain David Alexander. He was leading a small starship to some low-tech planets, trying to bring them into the Commonwealth, which they've normally just left low-tech planets alone because they're dangerous. They have primitive beliefs. But with a new enemy on the horizon, the enemy's only showing up on these low-tech planets. The enemy, we follow David and he runs into the enemy first thing, but the enemy's not what he's been led to believe. And I think one of the reasons why your world hinges on this is that it's hard to accept when you've been told something so many times and you accept that as canon, you accept that as law, you accept it as the gospel truth. So all of a sudden I have that, that could be quite devastating. And I'm sure many readers can understand that. Now, you had an interesting pose. And I think when we was on the show the first time, we, we discussed this before our new listeners out there. Let's go ahead and just review a little bit. When you're talking about salvation with humans not on in another galaxy, you're postulating that the same God that's here on Earth is the same God that's here there too, right? Yes. Okay. So how are they getting the same sort of scripture and words? The ancient texts are documents that were divinely inspired, like our Bible is divinely inspired, but this document is given to different human beings on different planets but the stories are all roughly the same. The document doesn't differ a whole lot from planet to planet, which is a mystery in and of itself. Where Birth of the Defender starts, it starts 30 years before my main character, Captain David Alexander, shows up. I I put a scripture in the front of each of my books, and the one that I put in this one is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper, prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. 
it just shows God's hand at work in preparing the way for my main character in the series. And this poor boy goes through a lot of trouble. I'm just letting you guys know. I mean, I don't know why authors are so sadistic sometimes to our characters, <laughs> but we will put them through the ringer. But at the same token, we do understand that there are people in real life who have had a lot of harrowing experiences and have dealt a lot of trauma, a lot of pain, a lot of triumphs, too. So there's that as well. So I can't wait for you guys to go ahead and pick up your copy of Birth of the Defender. But if you want to start the whole thing, you want to start with the mission. And that's the first book, right? Yes. I tell you what drew me to the mission, because I like romance, and she knows that. And so we were talking about the book a couple of years ago. And I said, so why are everyone getting married? And she's like, so I didn't have to do the romance. And I was like, <laughs> I said, really, Reggie B? Really? <laughs> so, yeah, so she did that for me. And so let's go ahead and delve into The Birth of the Defender, where it sits at in the series, because you said it's about 30 years prior to some of the current times here. But let's orient the reader a bit. Okay. Birth of the, of the Defender goes back to the situation surrounding the birth of Arnie Leontari and the birth of Captain Alexander. And it tells how Captain Alexander's parents met and married and so you'll be happy to know there is some romance in this book. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the birth of Arnie Leontari, who is representative of Christ, he's born on a on a low tech planet where there's no space travel, there's no lasers, there's there's no clocks. And so you would think, how's he going to get off this planet? How's he going to be a, a symbol of hope? And the chapters go back and forth. We're on Gallet on one the first chapter, and then we go to Duranta on the second chapter, and then we go back to Gallet, back and forth between the two situations. And then at the end, something brings those two stories together. Even 30 years in the past, it, the two stories come together. And then um, then it rolls into the mission where everything starts to come to fruition. And when you pick up your copy of Birth of the Defender, do you suggest that people first read the mission? or to be the mission without having to worry about the other? Best case scenario is to read one through six and then Birth of the Defender because I introduce, reintroduce David's father in in book six, but you can read the prequel first. It won't won't hurt anything. Doesn't, no, no major spoilers or anything. Oh, okay. Okay. I was wondering because sometimes people may read the books that are already out and then they go back to the prequel. But some people like to read the prequel, then the rest of the books, because they want to go in order, because they don't want to be surprised later. So I was just wondering about that, Reggie B. So I was wondering about that. So let's go ahead and talk some more about the world here. You have created the Commonwealth, and the Commonwealth is loosely, very loosely based off of the Federation. <laughs> loosely based. Uh, I, won't, I won't say it's quite based on Federation, because there's different laws applicable here, but it's loosely based off the Federation. And that adventure, if you like adventure, definitely has a lot of adventure, lots of excitement, lots of things are going on. One thing I told Reggie offline is that she's very plot driven in her work. So you're going to get a book that's full of action, lots of scenes, lots of lots of things are going on and it's crammed and stuff. And so when you come out the book, you're like, whoa, I'm back on earth now, <laughs> you know? So she has that ability to really stuff a lot of adventure into her stories. So go ahead, pick up your copy of Birth of the Defender, which is available November 1st, but go ahead, pre-order your copy. And if you haven't had a chance, go ahead and pick up the mission and start from there. And like I said, there are 11 books for this series. 
and they're coming out slowly because Reggie is not a perfectionist, but she just wants to make sure the story is as solid as possible. So now let's go ahead and talk about some of the villains in Birth of the Defender. And when we say villains, villains are, they could either be like grotesque or they could be very sympathetic. The reader can feel sympathetic. So who are our villains here? Again, try not to get too many spoilers, but who are the villains? Well, on Gallet, we have the governor of one of the province of Somi, and it's his nephew that Slaina was engaged to when she was found to be with child. This is, like I said, this is very much a Christmas story on this side. But she's found to be with child, and he gets mad, and he's ready to destroy her for embarrassing his family. And so she's on the run. And we also have one of the soldiers who works for him who goes in as a spy waiting for the right moment because the governor of Somi actually finds out he's like King Herod. He knows his throne is at stake and he's wants to prevent that from happening. So he wants to destroy Slaina and her child. On Duranta, well, let's see how to avoid spoilers on that one. Yeah, um, I was thinking you may <laughs> want to hold back a little bit. But what I like is that you're using biblical narratives and putting them in really unique situations. And that's what speculative fiction gives us that ability to do, is to do exactly that. So how do you keep track of this world? Because I can tell our listeners are like, wow, she's talking about these planets, these names, these people. How are you keeping track of all of it? Excel spreadsheets. How into, how detailed are they? Um, I have a an Excel spreadsheet with several different tabs for each novel. And in those sheets, I will list the name of the planet and the characters that were on that planet and what their role is. Um, if it's a major character, I'll include more things like how old they are, you know, physical characteristics. Is this a blonde or a brunette or, you know, brown eyes, blue eyes? If it's not a major character, I may leave a lot of that to the imagination. But I have a spreadsheet for every single book. And the book that plan- I'm planning on doing next year, it's got about three spreadsheets because that one went through some serious metamorphosis to get it ready. What's fascinating to me is that you're not a plotter, though. You're a panther. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you do have to keep track of everything, too. And that's the cool part, because I asked, I think I asked before, I said, are you a plotter or a panther? You said, no, I'm a panther. But then you have all this detail. So maybe you're masquerading. Maybe you're really masquerading as a plotter, Reggie. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten closer to plotting the, the more developed my writing has become. And I have dry erase board and I have a my husband put a the price of dry erase boards is really expensive so he put up a a mirror in the hallway and framed it in and I was using it as a dry erase board and you know writing on a mirror in the hallway and um, we did inherit a classroom size dry erase board that I've started using and my my last novel I had plot points just kind of scribbled all over the place Um, I also have to have a spreadsheet for a timeline because like I said, I've got teenage mom here that I have to keep track of, you know, how, how far along is she? What's the, what is it spring? Is it summer? Is it fall? You know, I have to keep track of timelines too. So I've, I've gotten, I'm plotting in that respect, but. But the story, the story creates itself as it goes along. It does. I I, I find it funny. You mentioned about having a pregnant teen 
and having to keep track of the timeline. Because sometimes, you know, we if we're not careful, you'll have the girl pregnant for 12, uh, 12 months, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or she's only pregnant for like four weeks. Like, oh my gosh, you know, that's the quickest birth ever. <laughs> so, so yeah, I love when it. When it comes to shove, it's sci-fi. I can invent a reason why. <laughs> right. But this baby came, she ate the fruit of this tree. And when she ate the fruit of this tree, it accelerated her reproductive system. So therefore now, <laughs> yeah, it just makes stuff up as you go along. Yeah. So I just want our listeners to know about your process because you have this world that you've built. And one thing I always want to do on this show is encourage authors to write. And here you are, you're living in this world, and you've been living in this world now for how many years? About 12 years. You said 12? Yeah. Well, yeah. as far as I started writing about 12 years ago on this series. Now, when you look, because you're at book 11, I think you finished drafting book 11, I think you said, yeah. and you're going to be going through the revision. Are you planning anymore or are we going to go a new direction? What's happening with that? I'm planning on closing out this series with book 12, which, like I said, there's also a side novel, which is the romance that you challenged me to write. Yes, I did. And that one came off very fast. I, I've been calling it my accidental novel because I wasn't love it. I wasn't planning it. It just kind of fell out of me in exactly three months. I wrote 124,000 words. but with I plan on ending this series with volume 12, and then at that point, I'm looking at writing a fantasy novel with a dragon. And who doesn't love dragons and fantasy? I think dragon, dragons are a staple in fantasy. If you don't have a dragon, you don't have a fantasy novel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, because some people are like, I have a fantasy novel with no dragons in it. I know, I know. It's just a joke from the joke box. But, but no, so Reggie, I'm so thankful that you were here with me today. I know we couldn't talk too much about Birth of the Defender because if we talk too much about the content, it may actually affect some of the other books that are in the series. And I really want people to pick up the whole series that's available online. You got six so far. You already know book 11 is going to be on its way. There was something funny that happened. I want you to share it, Reggie. You talked about going to the doctor. We were offline in our private group. And you talked about going to the doctor and your doctor made a comment that just, just tickled you pink because <laughs> he was more interested in that than your health. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, I was kind of afraid to go see my doctor because he was asking me if the next book was out yet or not. And I was like, um, no, not yet. Um, and I was afraid he was going to let me in the door without another book. Um <laughs> I love that story. Like, I was here for my health, but <laughs> I could get you a book as soon as I finish. You know, it's funny because we spend months, sometimes years, creating our works of art, and our readers can consume them in days or hours, even. And they're like, okay, where's the next one? And you're going, really? <laughs> Do you know how long that took? <laughs> yeah, I have a man at church that's very much like that. He reads my books within about three days. And then he's like, okay, when's the next one coming out? And I'm like, not for another six months at least. It's a burst your bubble there. <laughs> but on one end, you're glad. But sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, thank you for clamoring for my work because it keeps you encouraged. And that has been the general consensus when it comes to your entire series, that people are looking forward to the next book. Just like I know our listeners will be looking forward to the next book after they read Birth of the Defender. But if they choose to read it in order, you already got six to go through. So guess what? Go ahead. Pick up your copy of Birth of the Defender today. Now, Reggie, if people want to get in contact with you, where can they find you online? 
Well, um, I have a Reggie Broach page on Facebook, and I also have a website, ReggieBroach.com, and it's R-E-G-G-I. Reggie, in the few moments we have left, go ahead and encourage our aspiring authors out there today. Well, one of the things that they, the advice that I've gotten so many times is if you want to write, you have to set the appointment time to write and do it. When I first, first began writing, my husband was taking a, an educational course for a weekend and I went with him. And so while he was in class, I sat down there in the hotel by myself and started putting together my world, my social economic situation, putting my characters together. And that's the hardest part is just getting that part started. Once you get that part started, just tell your story, tell what feels right, and then get it all down. Once you get it all down, then you can go back and fix things. Uh, because believe me, I've made made mistakes. The The sixth book, I went through it, went through it, went through it, edited, proofed, edited, proofed. And then when it was almost ready to be published, I discovered I had some characters that had walked into a room and they were security officers. People started drawing weapons and the security officers aren't doing anything. And I'm like, what on earth did I do? (laughs) They should at least be drawing their knives. They should have been pulling weapons, too. They should have been taking tactical positions. So I, I had to go back and rewrite that one scene that, like I said, the book was ready to publish almost. And. And here I had misplaced characters. So I had to write them. They had to leave the room for a reason. And and then I went on with it from there. But just get it all written down. And once you have it all written down, then you can fix the problems. And And that's important. (laughs) And that's important, though. And I'm glad you mentioned that for our listeners out there, for our aspiring authors, too. You can if you just get it written down, you can fix it later. Sometimes trying to make it perfect as you write is not going to work at all. And Reggie B., thank you so much for being with me on the show today. As always, I enjoy having you. and can't wait to have you back and have you back real soon. Okay. And we were talking today to Reggie Broach. She is the author of the book, Birth of the Defender. It's available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. It is a sequel to her whole series. So get this. If you want to read the prequel first and then get the rest of the books in the series, go ahead and do that. And there's more coming because she only has six or seven published, but there's at least five more coming. So you're going to have a wonderful time delving into this world. So make sure you go ahead, pick up your copy today. I thoroughly enjoy her writing, and I know you will too, particularly if you love action-packed, plot-driven stories. That's Reggie B. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J, and you have a wonderful absolutely glorious, blessed day.